This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Equity Minds. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in roughly 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some turns. My name's Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Mate, I am pretty ecstatic. Last night was a good win for the Bombers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a roller coaster of a game, but uh, we came out uh, on victors at the end, victorious at the end. Uh, Melbourne now net nil and three to start the season, and I'm glad it's not Essendon that are nil and three. We're now uh, one and two, so things are looking up for the Bombers. Yeah, there you go. Now, I wish I could say I watched the game because it sounded like a cracker, but um, I was actually at work and then just passed out, so... <laughs> <laughs> Not the ideal Friday night for you. I don't know if I'm tragic enough to go back and uh, watch the replay, but I'll definitely watch the highlights. Um, from what from what it sounded like, uh, you, you they were really coming at you guys, and you uh, you managed to hold on. So you got to be happy with that. Very happy. Well, they ended up uh, taking a, a lead into half time of seven points after being about thirty points down, and we were thinking, I was thinking, oh god, classic Essen, and then we came out and kicked eight on. And, eight unanswered in the third quarter that sort of laid the foundations for the 18-point win at the end. So, very happy. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk AFL as much as we could. No, we're not here to talk Bombers. We're here to talk the biggest game of the round, uh, Sydney Carlton 145. Hate to break it to you, bro. I've actually tipped Carlton for this one. Yeah, well, you can be wrong. That's all right. That's that's okay. (laughs) No, it should be a good good game. Um, All the best to the Swans. Yeah, well, speaking of you being wrong, uh, this is our um, Monday wrap episode of the week that was in our trading competition. Only two weeks to go now until we send someone to New York to visit the New York Stock Exchange and to bask in the glory of being Australia's next top trader. Um, but to tie it back to you being wrong, let's, uh, let's start with an update on where each of us sit in the rankings. Firstly, I want to. Firstly, I want to address this uh, little, uh, little segue phase you've got at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's good actually. It, I, I want to address it in a positive way. Oh, okay, okay. That's new. 
Um, but I'm not sure that I agree with the segue that you're going into about me being wrong. So, okay, good idea. Let's update everyone in our portfolios. As you said, two weeks to go. So um, I'll, go, I'll go first. How about that? S- start with the good, end with the bad. So we'll end with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, are we just going to talk about the rankings to, uh, to, to frame it a little bit or are you trying to avoid that? No, I'll talk about the rankings. Don't worry. I want to talk <laughs> about my portfolio first to oh, get the good news out of the way. So, no change to my portfolio. As I said last week, I was going to let mine roll because I was pretty confident that the market is in a bit of a bullish trend at the moment and my stocks uh, both uh, favor those conditions. So, my Ultra Pro QQQ ETF, the NASDAQ, it's now up a total of 13.24% and my ProShares Ultra Pro Russell 2000 is up a total of 5.21%. Unfortunately, though, Ren those gains have been offset by some losses I made on IIPR industrial properties, which was a much larger trade and those have been offset. So unfortunately, when we look at the leaderboard, I have remained relatively stable in terms of my position. I'm now 375th down 1%. So good lesson there. Last time we spoke, Ren, last weekend, we were neck and neck. I think I was in front by- You were in front, yeah. By- by three positions or something. So how about you tell us how your portfolio is going? So um, in a testament to uh, laziness, I haven't done anything this week. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're busy, not lazy. Well, laziness in terms of trading... um, Busy in terms of my other my other job, um, but it has worked out for me. Uh, so I am a hundred thirtieth up one point five three percent for my portfolio. I ha- still haven't been stopped out of Dell. It actually rose about three percent this week. So I'm writing that, and then some of the other stocks that I just have in my stake account, which I've just left there, are sort of just doing their thing. So not not up huge, but. Uh, beating you, which, as I keep saying every week, is all all I'm in it for. Um, <laughs> well, not only beating me, but you what gained almost 200 positions on last week, so pretty good movement. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people may have fallen rather than me gaining, but you know, <laughs> hey, don't say it that. all nets out the same. So, look, pretty not not much of an update from me, but I do have a a trade that I've put on. Uh, which I'll tell you about, just so you're aware of it going into the week. Love it. Um, I'm going big. Go big or go home. This is the week where I make my move and solidify my place over you. Okay. I've, I've put uh, my money in a three times leveraged uh, inverse US financial sector ETF. So inverse. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm betting. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, a couple of US banks scheduled to report next week. And I'm betting that uh, that we see uh, some disappointing earnings results from some of the U.S. financial sector, and that uh, the my three times leveraged inverse financials ETF uh, takes me home. So this is a boom or bust move from you, Ren, um, because if it goes the other way, so are your so is your position on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> to, to quote to quote our friend Alf, it's a bit of a YOLO trade. I just uh. I just thought, you know, why not? Uh, why not add a bit of excitement to it all? It's uh, it's no, there's no, there's no trip on to New York on the line for us. So, um, what is there to lose aside aside from my money? Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, there's a lot of pride on the line between us, I think. So, okay, well now 
I guess it's up to me to come up with some sort of YOLO trade as well. So give me some time and next time we chat, I'll update you on what I've done because like you, I have uh, not given it much thought over the last seven days or so, which is probably not the best message that we're giving everyone out there, but you know, whatever. So, Yeah, well, look, I think think if we've made it very clear that Trading week to week isn't isn't our forte, although you've you've probably a little bit more interested than I am. So you know the fact that we're not giving our personal trades uh, as much attention as other competitors doesn't mean that we're not giving this podcast as much thoughts. It's just just uh, where we where we spend our time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's uh, talk about what happened in the market this week. So for people who are paying more attention, they could actually get something of substance out of this episode. Um, so last week we said that the US market had its best quarter in a while. Uh, Q1 2019 was good. That trend really continued this week and the S&P 500, the Dow and the NASDAQ all hit six-month highs and the MSCI All-Country World Index so basically, the global stock market also hit a six-month high. So they've really come back from the uh, the weak end of 2018. Um, and if you bought the dip then, you would be pretty happy. But um, let's just quickly round off this week in terms of the major US indexes. So pretty good week all round. The Nasdaq was up 2.7%. Uh, the S&P 500 was up 2.1%. And the Dow Jones Industrial, was, uh, industrial Average was up 1.9%. Um, the... S&P 500 is now only 1.3% off its record closing high, so it's almost back to hitting all-time highs. So, uh, yeah, as, as we said before, you'd be pretty happy if you bought the dip, um, and it's about to break into a bit of blue sky. So, things looking all right in the US stock market. Before we get into specific companies that may have done well or poorly over the week, might be worth touching on some of the big macro things that we're saying because there, there has been a lot and I think it adds a bit of color to what's going on in the market itself. Absolutely. So your, um, your favorite one to start things off, oil continues its good run. <laughs> How good. How good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, um, as we said last week, Ren, it also had, has had the best quarter since 2009, I think it was. So all guns blazing for oil. What's your macro trend that you're seeing, or is that it? Well, that that's really it. It's it's on the back of tightening supplies still. So um, that's an interesting one for people looking at. You know, especially if you're trading in this competition, if you're looking at the U.S. shale sector, um, the the bull oil price, like the the rising oil price, is always good for the U.S. shale sector because. Um, yeah, just the, the economics of the industry. We won't go too deep into this because I'm conscious we're trying to not do our hour-long episodes. But the <laughs> the the unit economics of shale oil mean that uh, as the price falls, it's generally the uh, the first to uh, be turned off. So um, yeah, look, uh, I think if you're if you're looking at US shale oil players, you'll be happy to see the uh, the price continue to. To rise. The UK pound weakened as Brexit continues to just be an absolute um, debacle. Yeah, there you go. I was trying to think of a <laughs> way to not swear there, but really, if it was swearing was warranted, I feel. Um, so yeah, the pound is is weak. Um, so if uh, if you've got an American company that sells a lot in Britain um, and gets paid in pounds, then potentially not doing as well as they would have been doing, you know, a year or two ago. Um, 
US and China uh, continue to make positive sounds around the trade deals, so that that's uh, positive for the world, I guess. Yeah, this, that's a big one. Yeah, um, 196,000 jobs added in March for in the US, and the unemployment rate is at a 49-year low. Wow. So, uh, and the last big piece of macro news, uh, it always comes back to Donald Trump, I think. Um, he was out there telling the Fed to cut interest rates and stop shrinking its balance sheet. So um, it's unusual for a president to do that, but he obviously wants the Fed to continue to stimulate the economy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to take this because it's very rare for a president to interfere with uh, the policy of the Feds, uh, the Feds, the Fed. Um, and so, you know, it's a probably a political move for him because, you know, he loves to harp on about the fact that the share market is going so well is because he's the president and all these sorts of things and i can imagine if um the share market starts to take a different turn based on you know the the economics of a uh, the fed selling off their balance sheet then um it's not going to look so good for him so probably more of a political move than a move in from an economic standpoint but uh so far the fed seem to be listening to him in some regard yeah yeah well Look, some people are saying that the uh, the sell-off at the end of last year was due to the Fed being too aggressive with raising interest rates. So, um, you know, if if he if he is pinning his success on the stock market number, then he definitely won't want to see interest rates go up anytime soon. No. But yeah, so a lot of a lot of things happening in the in the global economy. There are a lot of macro factors affecting stocks, but. Uh, well, I mean, you could invest in ETFs to expo- be exposed to those macro factors, but most of our competitors are investing in stocks specifically. So let's get on to uh, some that had a good week and some that didn't. Okay, well, let's start with Lyft, Ren. This time last week, Lyft had IPO'd. You're a bit disappointed that you didn't get into the IPO. Yeah. And that was going to be your your game Changer. Should I be disappointed? You should not be disappointed. If you had got in, you would have got in and it would have jumped 9% on its IPO when it when it hit the markets. Opened well above uh, the $72. However, over the subsequent sort of three days, took a drastic turn down as much as 11% um, on, one, on the second day of trade. And then... I guess as people were taking profits and and whatnot from those who'd probably been invested prior to the IPO. Uh, If you'd let it sizzle and stayed with it for the week, though, you would have finished uh, down half a percent from its opening price, not from its listing price. So if you had got in at its listing price, then you would actually be up. But from its opening price, you're down half a percent. So not massive, but definitely not the game-changing move that you thought it would have been. Um, So that's lift over the last sort of week yeah there you go there you go so i've got another one ren one that we've spoken about before and that's tesla yeah okay nice one classic tesla that was on my list so uh i'm glad we're you know in the same headspace (laughs) so didn't have a great week as we know tesla have been plagued with production issues for years now constant battle between themselves and uh analysts and investors um, and Musk does all he can to try and meet or at least appear to be meeting the production schedules that he says he is, making big tents and whatnot out the back of the factory. Yeah. So, um, so the stock price was pretty flat for most of the week and then on Thursday took a massive plunge 
um, down almost about 10%, has recovered sort of since then, but has ended the week down uh, 2%. The reason for this massive plunge though, and, and it was a significant one, is Classic, as I said, um, closed down 8.2% because um, they warned on profits falling due to a 31% drop in uh, the number of vehicles that they're going to be delivering over the first quarter. So classic, it's a production issue. Um, They blamed problems with shipments to Europe and China, where it has begun selling its Model 3 car for the very first time. So um, these forecasts were well below what many analysts had predicted, and that was after analysts had even given them a bit of a cut in what they were expecting. So Tesla obviously came out and said that they expect their quarterly profits to be negatively impacted. Um, And as such, investors punished them. So not a good week for Tesla. Yeah, not a good week at all. Um, One more that I had that didn't have a great week uh, was Walgreens, which is a a big retailer in the US. And uh, it was down 14% in the week, down 20% year to date. Um, but for those outside the competition in, interested in more long-term trends, it may be the latest in a long line of physical retailers that really are starting to struggle. Um, its sales figures were all right, but its um, earnings, its profit was down, um, and that, that's why it fell so much this week. But you know, the numbers of physical retailers, big established companies that are starting to collapse, you know, they call it the Amazon effect. It's probably also partly the Walmart and Target effect as these big box stores eat their lunch. But just another another one, I think, I can't remember what the number is, but it's a stupid number of bankruptcies for big American retailers over the last few years. Um, in Australia, we feel the aftershocks of it, you know, Toys R Us, stuff like that. But um, yeah, one, one to watch long-term outside the competition as well, uh, Walgreens, potentially another retailer starting to struggle. Short Walgreens, maybe. Maybe. Well, you've, you may have missed the, uh, the big move down, but... Yeah. Okay, I've got two more, two quick ones. One we haven't spoken about, uh, maybe you did a few months ago, I'm not sure. Harley-Davidson, the motorbike company. Yeah. It's had its best week since 2016. It was up eleven and a half percent. So if anyone in the competition is in Harley Davidson, they'd be absolutely cheering. Uh the reason being that they predicted or have come out and warned the market that um their sales are going to be better than expected. So as we'll know that generally leads to a increase in the share price. But they've actually been rather bullish um over the last couple of weeks, but this was particularly a good week for Harley Davidson. Um and one company that is benefiting somewhat from the troubles that Boeing is having from a lot of their 737 fleet being grounded is Delta. So Delta are on a nine-day winning streak, uh, which is the longest they've had since 2008. They were up 17% in the last week, um, primarily because they offered an upbeat outlook and they renewed a partnership with Amex, which delivered them $3.4 billion in revenue last year. And as I said, they're benefiting from Boeing's difficulties with their dodgy aircraft and half of their fleet around the world sitting on tarmac so uh, delta having a, a good good couple of weeks yeah there you go all right two quick uh, winners from me and then let's wrap this because we've gone over 20 minutes i'm pretty sure sure um first one win resorts which is a big casino operator uh they were up their share price was up 18 percent for the week um mainly based on a great uh, season in Macau. So Macau is the sort of Asian ga- gaming capital, an island off China. Um, it's the and, Vegas uh, of Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wynn Resorts, which uh, 
run casinos in both Vegas and Macau uh, are doing well out of Macau at the moment. And then last but not least, uh, probably worth uh, giving everyone an update on Amazon. Um, it was up over about 2% for the week, so not massive, but um, there was a question around the divorce settlement with Jeff Bezos and how much of the company he was going to be able to own when all was said and done. Um, he's going to own 75% of his company and he and Mackenzie, his now or soon-to-be ex-wife, is giving him voting rights over all of her shares, so... No questions there about who will be running that company going forward. Yeah. So she has 4% of the company after the divorce settlement, and that's <laughs> allowing her to walk away with $36 billion. Yeah, so, it's not bad. It's not it's bad. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Ren, I think one thing I just want to quickly address, and in maybe two or three sentences will uh, to keep it short, but a lot of people ask where do we find all this sort of information and, and, uh, and whatnot on these stocks and these updates. So where did you look? Um, today or whenever you did the research for this for this sort of information uh honestly it's um it's just a bit of googling uh you know you can find sort of market like daily market wraps weekly market wraps month monthly market wraps and that that can sort of get you looking um you can also, you know, if you know that certain things are happening, you can just Google them directly. Um, it's all about, it's all out there. It's just about uh, starting to read and sort of going down rabbit holes from there. Yeah, absolutely. But I nothing, the- no, no, you know, like nothing behind paywalls, no super secret website where we get all this information. It's all freely available with Google. Yeah, um, I can't really add much more to that. So uh, a good one for me is Bloomberg. And as you said, the market wraps are a great place to start and that you can then uh, go on from there. Nice one, Ren. Well, two weeks to go, we will be announcing the winner at the end of, on the 20th, uh, the competition closes. We'll announce the winner very soon after that. We'll be shutting the leaderboard down uh, at the end, towards the end of the competition so that we can do some checks for everyone in the top 10, 20 to make sure everyone is university students. Also, just letting everyone know, if you haven't heard already, we are throwing a meetup celebration of our 100th plus episodes and uh, celebration of the winner of Australia's Next Top Trader on the 4th of May in Sydney. Um, kicking off at about 4 p.m. Venue is just about locked in, so we'll update everyone with information on that as it comes through. Apologies to all of our Melbourne listeners. I know a lot of you been, have been saying that you would love us to come down, so we will endeavour to do so at some point Um in the life of equity, mate. <laughs> it's really just, you know, I I have a, a lot more, you know, a lot more passion for this and go. I'm willing Here to come to go. Sydney. Bryce, on the other hand, can't get out of his uh, Sydney bubble, refuses to come anywhere else, you know? <laughs> mate, the, so, the, the so, HQ address for equity, mates, is a Sydney postcode. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's because you insisted on it. Come on. So, Melbourne listeners, I hear you. I'll keep pushing to get Bryce out of his bubble and get him down here. I'll be down and, in June, so maybe we can do something then. And other states as well, you know? True, true. It's not just... And overseas. Uh, Potentially, we do a world tour at some point. Yeah, well, I was looking at uh, some of the stats for Thought Starters, Ren, and Singapore ranks incredibly high in terms of um, readership for Thought Starters. There so you go. Maybe we're off to Singapore next. Not bad. <laughs> All right, well, uh, if, you, if you want us to come to your city or town, uh, you need to make the case to Bryce. Uh, so, get on to him and uh, start harassing him. Yeah, nice. That's a good idea. All right, Ren, we'll, we'll leave it there unless you've got anything pressing to add. Uh, otherwise, let's chat uh, next week. Sounds good. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. 
please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.